Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Youper podcast. I hope this episode encourages you, motivates you, pushes you to new limits. I'm your host, Mike. Thanks for listening, and as always, be blessed. I'm your host, Mike. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. And let's get right to it, okay? Have you ever been in a place where your things are going good? And you're like, it doesn't have to be going great. It doesn't have to be going perfect, but going well. You say, hey, you know what? This is actually going well. I'm managing well. I'm Things are finally starting to work out. Some of you are like, oh, Mike, that's never happened to me before. I don't know what the heck I'm doing ever, ever, ever. Sorry. But even if you're like, oh, hey, man, that's this is going to work out. This is going to go good. This is going to go great. And then you begin to self-destruct. You know, you're like, you self-sabotage. You go, oh, my God, this is working out. This is perfect. This is amazing. Wow, everything is happening finally. You know, I finally got the promotion at work. I'm finally being able to pay my bills. Hoorah. Some of you may not know what that's like. If you're able to pay your bills, if not, you're like, hey, what's up? Hey, join my boat. But, oh, hey, everything is starting to work out. I'm finally getting the hang of this thing at work, or, you know, I'm up for a big promotion. Uh, I got a brand new car, whatever. And then you're like, well, what if something happens? What if, what if it doesn't work? Oh no. And then you're like, your stress and your anxiety about it going too well. You're like, oh, hey, things are working out. Now what? So then you begin to look around for problems that are going to happen because things, you know, your luck hasn't been so great lately. And, or you're like, I don't know how to live with no stress. I don't know how to live like the world isn't going to die. You know, the world isn't going to end in two, seven, 27 seconds. And I don't know how to live like it's not. What do you do? So you hunt around for all of these problems or all of, all of these things that, well, okay, Joey over there. Billy over there, or Denise over there, or whatever. Well, she's, her old dog is, you know, is sick. And then you start stressing about Denise's old dog that you don't even like. You didn't even like Denise's dog. But now you're like, oh no, they're sick. And then you start stressing about that. Because you don't even know how not to stress out about something. If you've ever been there, raise your hand. Because I, I've been there. I'm raising two hands. I'm there a lot. All right. And I've been like that my whole life. And it's like, dude, what what is it going to happen? What's going to happen? I used to give myself ulcers when I was like 12 years old. I had an ulcer, a bleeding ulcer from stress and worry. And I know I'm not alone in this stuff. But if you're worrying that much, 
So you've got ulcers that you're causing your body physical harm because you're worrying so much. So your mental condition is now taking its toll on your physical body. If you're worried like that, all right, hey, I might not have the best solution for you, and it might not make sense all the time, but give it a shot. I'm going to tell you what works for me. All right. And that is, I have to go to the woods. All right. We, we kind of talked about this before in past episodes. You can look them up. I'm, I'll put a link in the description for my podcast. But so I go to, I go to the woods. I go to my quiet place, right? Sometimes, sometimes you can't get there. You know, it's whatever. But I, I try to go to the woods. I don't even care if, what time of night it is, what time of day it is. If I'm not stressed out, I've got to go. So I go over there. I shut my phone off. I sit down. And then I just, I just let up. I let it out, you know, my, I let out, I listen, I listen, listen, because when, uh, when you get to the woods and you, you know, everything goes quiet, right? But you sit down, you sit still and they come back to life. And I just start paying attention to, you know, the chickadee and the tree over there. 10 yards away and the raven 20 yards away and just the sounds and and I'm still stressed out but I'm focusing I'm doing a hyper focus on something small some minute detail and all my other stress is still here right it's still it's still in the background but by focusing on something that has nothing in any relative way to do with what you're stressed out about, right? Your, your mind's going to like take a break from focusing on your problems, your stress, all the craziness. And it's still going to be working on those problems. And I know it because I've done this so many times. I, I come up with great business ideas in the woods. I've come up with good ideas. Sound, it's going to sound a little weird, but you know, I come up with, I'm like, oh, yeah, hey. All right, I'm in the shower. I'm like, oh, hey, what about that? You know, you know they, they have a label. It's called a shower thought. Right? Oh, because you're not focused on anything else. You're just focused on getting clean. So your mind's going to continue working while you're hyper-focused on something else. And oftentimes I've noticed that I can solve my own problems just by doing that, by staying hyper-focused on something else. And you don't have to do this all the time, but that's, that's what I do. I stay hyper-focused on something, on a minute detail of something. You know, I go to the woods and I listen to the sound of the woods. And it comforts me, I, I'm, I begin to de-stress, and then you can take 
that pause, to take that time for your feelings to kind of dissipate a little bit. I'm not saying you're not angry, you're not stressed, but those feelings, you give them a chance to mellow out. Because, you know, if you get a feeling, it's right now. Like, I can't even do it. There it is. Boom. You know, you get that feeling right now. And it's, you know, you, the ear instinct is acting on that feeling. And then once you kind of mellow out, then you can start thinking rationally about your problem, about your situation. And that's what happens oftentimes with me. And when I think things are going too well, that self-sabotaging action, and I'm like, oh, hey, and I start focusing on other people's problems and other things that, you know, do I really care that little Jimmy's shoelaces are frayed? No, but then I start stressing and then, I can't believe you have that, your shoelaces frayed. We need to get you new shoelaces. And you know, and I know, it has nothing to do with the shoelaces. But our mind's like, oh, well, that's a problem I can fix right now. So you fix it. But when you're in self-destruct mode, self-sabotage mode, especially when you're like, oh my God, there's too much good things happening. What am I going to do? Relax. Do a hyper-focus on something else. And realize, hey, if the good things are coming your way, that's awesome. That's perfect. If good things are coming your way, take them. Because you and I both know that life happens, right? Murphy's Law, anything that will go wrong, that can go wrong, will go wrong eventually. So, enjoy the good times for as long as you can. Okay? Enjoy the good times as long as you can. You know, if you want to live in stress, if you want to go crazy, you know, have 27 kids. You know, or teachers, God bless you because it's tough. It is tough. I've done substitute teaching. Man, it's crazy. Bless you. If you want stress in your life every day, nonstop, go help out a teacher. Okay, I'm sure they'd appreciate the break. All right. If you want stress every day nonstop, you can have that, but that's no way to live your life. Enjoy the good moments while they last and while they're happening to you. And realize good things are a blessing. And be thankful for your blessings. Don't be anxious about your blessings. Okay? Don't let anxiety destroy the blessings that are coming your way. Because if you do, you're going to shorten the blessing, and then you're going to cause more problems. And if somebody else was, hey, you, you know, or if they help bless you, and you say, hey, you're not even thankful about the blessings that I help bless you with, and it, that's how it might come across. So just be careful and be thankful for the blessings while they're happening. All right.
that's it. Thanks for listening to the first segment of the Joyful Heaper podcast. Stay tuned for the Bearded and Broke segment. Or if you're watching on YouTube, that's a separate video. I break them up a little bit shorter, uh, a little bit quicker watch. My live people, thanks. Keep keep watching. I, I see you. Keep watching. All right. But I wanted to say this real quick. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? I mean, if I can do it, you can do it. Okay. Super simple. Super easy. You can do a podcast on your phone. You don't have to have a fancy camera. You don't even have to have a fancy microphone. You can do it on your phone, on your tablet, you know, whatever computer you have. And get a good hosting site. And uh, what I mean by hosting site, hosting sites are just where you can store your podcast, where you can, you know, push them out to iTunes or Amazon or Spotify. So it's a good uh, way to throw them out there, right? It's super easy to do, but get yourself a good hosting site. I use Buzzsprout. That's what I use. Um, I'm going to put a link down below if you choose to use them. I mean, there are a lot of other platforms that are great. If you choose to use them, they gave me a code that you can get a $20 gift card after your second paid invoice. They have a free platform and a paid platform. I use the paid just because it allows me to store my podcast indefinitely. So I don't have to you know, use a lot of space on my computer, store them or on your phone. But if you choose to use a paid subscription for it, try it out free though, but use the link. And then, um, but if you do the paid one, after your second invoice, paid invoice, they'll send you a $20 gift card for Amazon. So 20 bucks, you know, all you got to pay for it. And it's not that much. It's not that much. So get a subject, right? Get a subject matter you want to talk about. And... So I just give it a shot because if I can do it, you can do it. And that's a lot of fun. Thank you for watching the Bearded and Broke segment of the Joyful Deeper podcast. As you know, this is one of my favorite parts of this podcast. This was the original idea for my podcast. But so we kind of do two segments this week. Get paid to go fishing. That's it. Kind of crazy. I know. You know, I was talking to somebody at work, and he's really big into fly fishing. I've always wanted to do this. Always wanted to go fly fishing. I took a fly, fly fishing class in college, which was a lot of fun. Go Wildcats. NMU. What's up? What's up? Go to NMU. Just saying. You got to do it. Okay? Go to NMU, because NMU is awesome. But... Shameless plug, I know. But I always want to go go fly fishing, right? There's a lot of work. It's a lot of fun. And it gets you access to a lot of streams and rivers that you can't, you know, fish with bait. That being said, flies can be stupid, stupid expensive. I mean, I've seen flies go for... Big flies can go for 50 bucks. 
the big musky flies and stuff. I mean, 50 bucks. And you can tie these at home. Yeah, that's right. There are tons and tons of YouTube videos and tutorials on how to tie fly lures or flies, how to tie flies. All right, tons of them. So you just get a little simple setup, little investment at first, and then start tying, man. Start tying. You can sell good, if you get good at it, and it takes, like, as in all things, it does take practice. But if you get good at it, you can sell custom flies for 2 to $3 each. There's some investment. There is some good things to do. But you know what? Shoot. Man. So you're tying flies. You make yourself some. Selling them two or three dollars a piece. You type. I don't, it takes. I've seen people do it in five minutes. You get at even tie a fly in five minutes, if not quicker than that, depending on on the pattern and everything. So if you can t spend an hour tying flies, ten flies, then you get sell them for two three bucks a piece. Boom! You just made twenty thirty bucks an hour. Sitting down. Oh, yes. And you're just moving your hand. You know, there's a lot more to it, obviously. There's a lot more skill involved. I don't tie them. I thought I'd like to try it. But you can tie flies and get paid good money. And then you can do custom jobs for people. Some people, they, I've seen, you know, flies five, six bucks. Yeah. And if you get good at it, oh my gosh. If you get at it, you can do like, you know, what's, what's, oh, I'll put little Jimmy's name in this fly. Perfect. Now you got, now you got even more money. There's a guy who used to do, um, lures at the fair here. They're like $2 a letter, I think. Whatever name was. Or maybe it was like three bucks. So I think you just make a little jig, little lure, little spinner, had your name across it. You know, I had Mike. On mine. And it caught fish. And I had my name. How cool was that? Custom custom fishing lures. Yeah. Every, I mean, and he was always busy. Such a novelty. But flies, t learn to tie some flies. Make some money. And then you get to go fishing. If you start as a business, well, you got to test them out. So your fishing trip just became a tax write-off. Now, I'm not an accountant. If you really want to do it, you know, talk to your accountant. Not an accountant, but you get a good accountant. He can, you know, you're testing out stuff. You're, you know, you're demoing your product. Shoot. I want to be a hammock tester. I'm just saying, okay, send me hammocks. I will test them and let you know what you think. But if you can get paid for something you love to do, that's where the money's at. Because so you're enjoying it. You are. Hey, you know what? You're not doing much when you're tying flies. You're sitting down. You know, you could be talking to somebody. Do it at home. Do it in your garage. Put some music on. Get time supplies. Get the hustling. And then pretty soon, 
you know, build it up. You can just, you know, make 40, 50 flies in a couple of days and take them to your local fly, you know, your local sports shop, your local fly fishing shop. Say, hey, you know what? I have all these. I know you guys buy flies. And then they say, oh, yeah. Then you get your name out there and say, oh, yeah, that was a so-and-so. He ties them for us. Yeah, so there's money to be had in tying flies, okay? So just think about it. Try it. Let me know if it works for you. And if you know how to tie flies, yeah, come on over. We'll have a cup of coffee. You can show me what to do. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the Bearded and Broke segment of the Joyful Uber podcast. Next week, I have no idea what we're going to talk about, but that's the fun about it. Tune in next week. And as always, as always, be blessed.